Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Hello, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks, and I'm delighted and proud to be your host. I'm a retail transformation specialist. I work with retailers as a consultant and an advisor to help drive transformation initiatives forward. From understanding the challenges a business is facing, assessing the different options, solving complex challenges, and ultimately delivering the operating model that brings the strategy to life. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This one is episode 230, number 230. We have seen an expected resurgence in physical stores since the pandemic lockdowns stopped and consumer confidence in physical shopping and getting together has returned. And of course, the rise of e-commerce and online shopping through this period and over an extended period has been well documented. But nevertheless, traditional retail stores continue to face increasing pressure to adapt and find new ways to engage customers, remain competitive and deliver for the business. And with the right tools and strategies in place, retailers can leverage technology to help on this journey and create a more efficient and seamless and personalized shopping experience for customers and one that delivers for the bottom line as well. Retail technology has enabled many transformations over the past couple of decades, really, at least. And the availability and development of different technologies has helped to highlight the different challenges and the opportunities that can be resolved with a tech-led transformation. And of course, there's loads of retail technology solutions out there, from AI and advanced analytics, to AR and the metaverse, through to meet and greet robots or stock moving robots, and of course, the rise of QR codes and a whole lot more. However, there is a tendency or at least a risk that the solution and the capability of the technology leads the way rather than the underlying business problem or strategy. So in this episode, we are going to be exploring some of the key challenges to face into and the different tech solutions that you could employ. And I'll also point out that this is part one and we'll continue this conversation into part two next week as well. And the show notes you can find at obandco.uk slash 230. That's obandco.uk slash 230. So the first challenge we are going to dive into today is that there is a lack of data about in-store customers and their shopping habits. In the online world, there's vast volumes of data. And this drives many different metrics, conversion rates, click-through rates, etc. But in many in-store models, obviously we have transaction data from customers that are purchasing and then footfall data for the number of people that have walked through the front door. And in many instances, that's about it. And so the in-store shopping experience is relatively invisible. 
Obviously, there's huge volumes of qualitative data, especially from your different colleagues that are in store. But this is a challenge, and especially when you consider that many large retailers, legacy retailers in particular, have the lion's share of their revenue going through those in-store tills. There just isn't enough intel about how they're working. And so the intel, I believe, is through omnichannel enablement to help get more visibility about who those customers are and what they're buying and what their shopping habits are. So when we're talking about omnichannel, obviously the base level is that you can start to think about click and collect or even in-store fulfillment and ship from store. But then you can start to think about different loyalty schemes and loyalty cards, Tesco Club Card being a fantastic example. Customers scan the card. The company gets lots of intel about what else is in that particular basket, shopping frequencies and even locations, right? And there's loads of companies that have got great loyalty card schemes, whether it's, like I say, Tesco or Boots or Superdrug or Sainsbury's, John Lewis, Screwfix, lots of different companies. And then you've got companies like Amazon Fresh, whereby you must scan into the store, which generates that same customer data, although it doesn't act as a loyalty card in as much as there is no customer proposition towards having the app. And that's our first big question that we must face into when we're starting to think about collecting data from customers. What is the proposition to the individual customer? What is that proposition? Why should they give up their data? What's in it for them? What are the benefits? That's a big question. And then it starts to trigger questions like what loyalty actually means to those customers or to other customers for that matter as well. What does loyalty mean for the retailer? We love the idea of loyal customers coming in week after week, right? But what does actual loyalty really mean? So let's assume you find a fantastic way of collecting the customer shopping habit data. How are you actually going to use that same data? Often there's this huge focus on collecting the data, whether it be around recruiting customers or making sure that colleagues at the till are asking for a loyalty card or signing up new applicants. But then there is significantly less focus on what it is you're actually going to do differently armed with all this data as a result. And given the size of the opportunity and all of the costs in realizing that data collection, you really must be doubling down much more so than you already are on what it is that data is actually used for. How does it change the future? Let's return to the point about in-store shopping lacking the same data points that online has, because there are some tech solutions now that really start to allow physical retail to gather equivalent metrics in terms of conversions, for example. So CCTV-enabled analytics are really clever. This is where your existing CCTV feed is analysed and it can identify your different customers and, more importantly, the customer behaviour that they are exhibiting. So, for example, if you have got a mod or a display or a promotion end, something like that, of interest. How many customers pass it? How many customers pause for a moment and look at it? What are those dwell times? How many of those customers that pause and take it in actually go ahead and handle the product? How many, after picking up the product, go ahead and proceed to put it in their basket or their trolley? 
you know, how many show that purchase intent? And of course, that's going to be different depending on what type of retailer you are. Maybe you need a basket, maybe you don't. But is there that purchase intent? If I'm going to walk away from that mod with that one product, I am certainly strongly considering buying it, right? But then equally, how many of those customers go on to actually make a purchase? And then you can start to think, well, what happened? Where is the opportunity? Where are customers falling out of the proverbial funnel? You can then apply heat maps, for example. You can look at which are the most trafficked area of the stores. What are the common shopping routes? How can you take advantage of those common shopping routes as well? How do shopping habits change through different times of day or even different days of the week? So through CCTV enabled analytics, you can suddenly generate much more data about how your customers are shopping in store. Equally, there are fantastic opportunities looking at location services with customer devices, especially through Wi-Fi. Again, to help understand the flow of customers and you can begin to engage offering personalization, offering promos and loads more. Again, make sure you're taking full advantage of the footfall analysis, similar to online. Are you looking at how many are walking past your store? How many are looking at your windows? How many are making that intent to step over the threshold? And how many people come on to become a customer or make a purchase? What are those different funnel rates there? And again, where are people falling out? And it's interesting in the omni-channel world, what does it actually mean to make a purchase in store? A few years ago, even when we were still thinking in a multi-channel way, making a purchase in store was fairly obvious, right? But right now, what if they are researching an online purchase that they do go ahead and make from you? What if they are making a return or a collection for that matter? Does that count? What is the customer's mission when they come into store? Because that is a key part of Omnichannel and that has significantly changed as customer shopping habits become more and more hybrid in nature, right? And following on from that, thinking about Omnichannel, thinking about how are you encouraging your shoppers to shop in this Omnichannel or hybrid way? Of course, you've got a website and I'm sure in store, you probably have got that website physically written out somewhere. That's all right, but it's not really encouraging shoppers to shop in an omni-channel way. So strongly consider what else you can do to encourage your shoppers to shop across the channels and reflect on your time as a customer, as a consumer. Which retailers do you love to shop in from an omni-channel perspective? Where do you shop both in-store and online and many other different channels that exist as well? Then take in the messaging. What does that look like? How do they tempt you to convert from, let's say, an in-store customer to a, a more omni-channel customer? So the first challenge we have dived into is looking at the lack of data about customer shopping habits when shopping in physical stores. And there are lots of tech solutions that help to overcome that particular challenge and build a data set and an insight set and hopefully a set of actions as well that really allow you to maximize the opportunity in store and online, and of course, in an omni-channel way as well. Before we move on to our second challenge, I want to encourage you to sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing. This is my weekly email that gives you a comprehensive snapshot of the latest trends and developments in the ever-evolving world of retail. 
with a particular focus on the UK, but absolutely looking globally. It features intriguing insights, news headlines, podcasts, events, industry reports, and more, all curated to help you stay ahead of the curve and achieve transformation in your retail business and your retail operation. It's succinct and easily digestible. So subscribe for free to the Retail Transformation Briefing, a must for anyone looking to stay up to date and competitive in the evolving retail landscape. Sign up for free at obandco.uk slash 230. obandco.uk slash 230. The second challenge that we will dive into today is that it is too hard to shop in store relative to online or relative to shopping in other stores. We've seen declining footfall, pandemic aside, for a number of years. And this is, of course, driven by the rise in online. But for many customers, there are too many reasons not to go out and buy in a physical shop. The team at Uncrowd deal in frictions and rewards, the challenges and the benefits, shall we say, of any particular consumer decision. And often, for many physical retailers, those friction points just outweigh the rewards. So it's a difficult decision to make. And faced with a very competitive market and faced with so many different choices, more often than not, there's an alternative choice that has a greater reward rating. Now, that's not to say that that is always the case. It's not to say that online is always easier and online is always more beneficial. Quite the opposite. I would actually suggest that you need to think about how you can really focus in on that particular customer decision because all different channels and all different shopping methods, business models, etc., all have their pros and cons. It's about minimizing the frictions and maximizing those rewards. So whether it's about queuing at checkouts, delays in getting refunds, making it difficult to return items, poor availability, having to find parking or even travel in. The result? Wasted time and too much energy has been spent by the customer. Consumers, us, humans, are inherently lazy. Our aim is to minimise the amount of energy that we spend on any given day or any given activity. We want to find the easy route, the shortcut. We want to find the way that offers us more reward without having to invest energy to overcome those different friction points, right? And so for physical retail, we've really got to dive into that challenge. And tech solutions can absolutely support. And this is absolutely not just a tech solution thing, right? We've got to think about those rewards and those frictions. How can we improve the customer proposition? What is the customer proposition, actually, of shopping in-store? Assuming you're an omni-channel retailer, why should they come in shops? A segment of your customers will want that human contact, sure. But there's an awful lot of customers who either do not want the human contact or are indifferent about it. Just having you get to say hello to a person, right, is not enough of a reason for many people to make the investment in energy and time to go out to a physical shop. So what else? How else? Are you offering rewards for customers to come into your physical shop? Think about the operating model. How are you bringing those customer propositions to life consistently, reliably, 
profitably? What are the meaningful ranges that you have in store to touch and feel? The physical nature is absolutely one of the key and most unique identifiers for physical shops relative to online, of course. So how are you bringing that range to bear? Having knowledgeable and friendly colleagues who can help customers in the way that they want to be helped is, of course, a huge driver. So how are you going to realize that? How are you going to ensure there is enough support for the colleagues and therefore the customers? How are you going to help colleagues to understand that range, understand the omni-channel offer, understand and make personalized recommendations or build expertise in your category or a particular niche? So all of these elements and more feed into defining the solution to making it easier and better to shop in store. But there are absolutely some tech solutions out there as well. The most obvious one is the checkout free movement, deploying a significant amount of technology to allow customers to simply walk in, do their shopping and walk out without paying, right? Frictionless shopping, most popularized by Amazon and their just walk out technology. But there are many other solutions out there in the Western world and loads more in the Far East as well. And it's interesting because Amazon have been slowing down their proposition. They have closed a store, certainly in the UK. They've reduced their store openings. And this has got a lot of people thinking about, is checkout free as a solution, the right avenue to go down? For me, what's happening with Amazon at the moment and their fresh stores is part of the wider picture. What's going on internally for that company? How are they learning about physical retail? Aspects like store location is absolutely critical. And there have been loads of case studies in the past where retailers have experimented with different locations for stores and they got it wrong. And it impacts performance, it impacts loads of different things and ultimately total viability of the proposition. So I think Amazon are learning about their store locations. They're learning about traffic and footfall and the friction of having to get out an app. And if that feels too clunky to make that initial step over the threshold, they're learning about ranges and price points for physical retail, which have their subtleties, of course, relative to running a vast e-commerce store with a big marketplace offering and so on. And I think what's happening with Amazon is much more a commentary on their business rather than on the technology. But whether you're talking about Just Walk Out or another alternative technology, yes, they're absolutely a massive and expensive investment into a single physical store that, of course, you would then want to replicate to your entire store estate. So you absolutely must work out the business case on a per store level. And for many stores, particularly as soon as you get out of city centers where there is this enormously high footfall and surge periods, for many, it just won't work. You know, if you are an out-of-town store that has a customer coming in every so often, you're just not going to get that volume of traffic to warrant the huge tech investment, whether you're Amazon, whether you're Tesco, Walmart, whoever. But in the right location and with the right customer proposition, I still believe in checkout free stores. I think it's very clever and I think it's an evolving technology as well. Plus, the benefits lie far more than just the friction-free experience in terms of customer data that we were talking about a little earlier on. 
showrooming and the ability to view in store and then order online is another great example of a technology that actually makes it easier to shop in stores, especially for some categories, for example, where there is a large or bulky product in question. And if you do not need to travel with your purchase, that's fantastic, right? I get to see it, touch it, feel it, see the size of it, for example. But then I don't have to worry about trying to go and get on the bus with a coffee table or whatever. Equally, showrooming allows you to offer extended ranges to customers to help explore more products, different materials, different colors in a way that would be really tough to do. Or you just need a massive store to be able to stock all of the different size variants, for example, if we're talking fashion, all the different size variants, color variants. But actually, if you could just have one off and then allow customers to order online, then that's fantastic. And of course, thinking omni-channel shopping once again, how can your in-store colleagues help your online customers? This is a great opportunity. I love what, for example, Curry's are doing, where if you're browsing for a product, you can speak to one of the in-store colleagues. And we can play the game of semantics. Is that shopping online? Is that shopping in-store? Etc. etc. The customer doesn't care. The customer is doing their shopping. So actually, having your colleagues help your online customers is a great way to make it easier to shop virtually in store and ultimately shop with your brand, with your company. And that's my parting thought. Again, in the world of hybrid shopping, how is it that your different channels support each other rather than trying to fight a pitched battle by themselves and often a pitched battle against each other as well? I'll share another closing thought in just a moment. But before we do get there, if you have enjoyed this episode, do remember to check back for part two, where we'll continue the conversation next time. And if you can't wait until that episode is out, there are loads more episodes in the archives of the Retail Transformation Show to go and check out right now. Here are three suggestions of where to get started. Firstly, we're going quite a way back in time, back to episode 68 number 68, where I was very pleased to sit down with Richard Hammond and Rocky Howard from Uncrowd. We were talking about friction and reward earlier. And in this episode, another two-parter called How to Win Customers, we explored how you can focus on maximizing your rewards and minimizing your friction as you start to think about the attractiveness of your overall proposition. So episode 68 and 69 as well for the second part. The next suggestion is in episode 144 called Resurrecting Retail After the Pandemic. And that was with Doug Stevens, the retail prophet. And we explored lots of different store models and how they can be used to develop your proposition and ultimately your reason for being. And then finally, AI has been a topic that we've not really explored a huge amount today. But if you'd like to know my perspective on AI in retail, then check out episode 224, number 224, called 10 Thoughts on AI in Retail. So three suggested episodes for you. Do go and check those out. You'll find the full list at obandco.uk slash 230. That's obandco.uk slash 230 and sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing as well. So, a closing thought. 
you know that behind every tech project, there should be a core business problem, right? And that's the heart. That's what you need to start with. And equally, when it comes down to actually executing a technology project, it's rare that it's the technology causing the issue. There's another problem sitting at the core. Maybe it's about how the technology is being used. Maybe it's about the relevance or the demand from your customers or the business justification that sits behind the decision or the integration with the wider operating model or the utilization and the take-up and the change management of using the technology. Or perhaps it's about the collaboration across the business or the availability of having data and knowing what to do with it. With retail technology projects, the challenges are more about the journey of transformation rather than the specific technical solution. So as you embark on your tech project, and as you come up against roadblocks, think about what you can do to help understand and overcome those different obstacles. And if you ever need help driving your retail transformation program forward, reach out oliver.banks at obandco.uk or find me on LinkedIn. I'm Oliver Banks and I'd love to help you drive retail transformation. I appreciate you listening. As always, do feel free to share this with a colleague or leave a rating and review. I would hugely appreciate just a few moments it would take to do that. So I look forward to joining you in the next episode to continue this conversation. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.